Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hello, Fox River. It's good to see you. I'm so thankful that we're able to gather together. I know it's not like physically, all right, that we're gathering, but we can still gather digitally. I'm just so thankful that we can do that online, and I'm so honored to share this time with you today. Hey, if we haven't met, my name is Bill, and I got one question for you right now, and it's this. Would you like to discover God or more of him in the disruption? All right, anybody in a disruption, by the way? Yeah, me too. All right, so here's, here's our plan for today, all right? In the next 20 minutes or so, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a look at some Old Testament believers, and we're going to see how they followed God in the fires of their disruption. And we're also going to see how we can follow God in the fires of our disruption. And then, if you'll allow me to, I would love to close things out like this. And we're going to do a song, and I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you and your families. Okay? All right. But before we do that, it's important that we seek God because we don't want to go at this alone. So let's, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. It's a gift. We acknowledge that and we say thank you. God, help us to hear from you. We don't want to just hear about you. We want to hear from you, Lord. And, and even more than that, we want to understand what you're telling us. Father, even more than that, God, may we receive your truth. May we receive your grace and apply it to our lives, Lord, that that we would be better for it, Lord, and that you would be glorified. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's turn to Daniel chapter three. This is going to be something that, that all of us are like, well, not all of us, but many of us might be really familiar with. Um, Daniel chapter three, it's like three young men. They're like in their upper teenage years at this point. And um, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they are going to be, well, I won't give away the secret, but it has something to do with a fiery furnace, okay? So again, we're really familiar with this. But, but before we dive into this historical narrative, let's appreciate just together a few things. Here's what we got to know going into it, all right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, they were just living for years. They were living in just a mammoth fire of disruption. It all started when the superpower of the day, Babylon, came in and conquered Israel and and, and the lower kingdom, right? The southern kingdom called Judah. It came in and just, man, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they witnessed the deaths of family members, friends, their fellow Jewish countrymen. And then they got taken away. They got exiled to Babylon, a thousand miles to the east, right? They got taken there. They got renamed. They were subjected to brainwashing, to say the least. And then they were required to serve a ruthless king. You might have heard of this guy, King Nebuchadnezzar, right? They're required to serve the king in a pagan land, within a pagan culture, that knew nothing and cared nothing about the Ten Commandments or the God who gave them. 
And those things are near, right? God and his law were so near and dear to every Jewish person's heart, even more so to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they were in the middle of this raging fire of disruption. But the whole time, and this is very noteworthy, the whole time, you know what they did? They submitted to authority. Like, like the entire time for those first years, they obeyed. They submitted to the Babylonian authority because, you'd be like, why did they do that? Why didn't they fight back? They submitted because they knew and they valued this biblical truth. We see God say this explicitly and clearly in Romans 13, verses 1 and 2. God says this, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist, God has instituted them. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. Here's, if you want to boil that down, um, it looks like this. God, right? God is the authority. He has instituted government or authority over us. So God is still our ultimate authority, but he has instituted governmental authority over us. If you want to take that idea and craft it into something memorable, you could say it like this. If God's the priority, we submit to authority. If God's our priority, we submit to authority. And these words were something that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they lived by him. So with that said, let's get into Daniel chapter 3. Here we go. We're going to skip around a little bit in the interest of time. I'll tell you where we're going in verses. I encourage you to read the whole chapter. In fact, read all of Daniel. It's 12 chapters. You're going to love it. All right, here we go. Verse 1. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high, that's like 90 feet, and 6 cubits wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Let's skip to verse 4. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, anyone playing their zither today? Zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> we have a big problem. Okay, here's, here just give you a little background. You might know this already, but, but like, there's something called the Ten Commandments. And you know how God starts it off? You know, he's like, he says in commandment number one, this is Deuteronomy chapter five, verse seven. If you want to look it up, here's what God says. He leads it off like this. You shall have no other gods before me. Meaning this, don't worship anybody else. Don't worship any other gods. Don't worship, like, only worship me. All right? So now these guys, man, they're, they're sitting here, and they're like, uh, what are we supposed to do now? All right? Listen, so far they've been able to submit to God's authority and at the very same time submit to 
the authority of the government. There's never been a conflict until right now. Now there's a big conflict, and they can't do both. And by the way, the fire that they're in just got a little bit hotter, didn't it? Okay, here we go. We're going to keep rolling. Verse 7. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of, I'm just going to say music so we don't have to list those instruments, okay? And don't think about the musical, okay? Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the music, all the nations and peoples of every language, they fell down. And they worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Oh, you're so good. We love you, king. You're just... Let's skip down to verse 12. Um, But there are some Jews whom you have set up over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Guess their names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the music, if you're ready to fall down and worship the image that I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you or deliver you from my hand? Listen, this is the moment of truth. This is where faith intersects with real life, okay? This is where faith, it isn't safe anymore. You ever been in a situation like that, huh? Truth is, most of the time, and we can, we can submit, right? We can have God as our priority and also submit to authority. Most of the time, we can do that. But what do you do when that's not possible? Like when what God says directly conflicts with what authority or the government says, right? You can't listen to both. What do you do? And here's the answer. God gives it to us, thankfully. He gives, us to a, gives it to us very, very clearly in Acts 5.29. He says this. When you're in that situation, obey God rather than men. Obey God rather than men. I remember a few years back, actually, more than a few years um, this was like right before Nicole and I were married. I just graduated college, um, and I was looking for a job. It was just a really hard time uh, to find a job, and I certainly was having a hard time finding, finding that job. Man, I, I applied everywhere. I applied online. I applied in person. I even remember walking through industrial parks and, and basically going door to door just asking, hey, would you hire me, you know, that sort of thing. I went to job fairs. I finally landed a job. It was in sales. I'll never do that again. All right, moving on, moving on. Okay, it was in sales, and um, man, I just remember sitting there. It was three days of training, intense training. They taught you how to, how to make the sale and all that. And then day number one comes. I'm sitting, right? I'll do my best to, to do this squat, right? I feel like gym class in elementary school. Okay, so I'm sitting at my desk. I'm looking at the phone, and I'm just, just staring. I'm just like, ugh. I just couldn't pick it up. I just couldn't make that first 
call, all right? And, and here's why. I was a Christian at the time. I'd become a Christian just like a couple years before that. So I'm sitting there, and I knew that God, right, he had this thing about telling the truth and not lying and all of that. But, but here's the thing. In those three days of training, man, they taught you how to lie, right? Basically do anything to make the sale. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like conflicted in my spirit, all right? Because like, listen, I want to. I want to succeed in my job. I want to please my boss. I really honestly did. And I also want to provide for my family that will be starting in just a couple months. But at the same time, I did not want to sin. And I did not want to dishonor my God. Listen, if God is your priority, submit to authority. But if it's a sin, obey God, not men. Now let's see what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do in their situation. All right, let's pick it up in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Remember, he just said, hey, worshiper, I'm throwing you in the furnace, okay? So we don't need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Understand, it might sound like it, but there's no defiance. There's no disrespect here at all. In fact, these three young men did everything they could to submit to the authority of King Nebuchadnezzar. They did everything they could, even, but, but, but they couldn't cross that line. They couldn't. Once things crossed that line into sin, they had to obey God, not men, even if it meant their death. Now, as I'm reading through this, and maybe you're kind of thinking this Two, right? Man, what would I do if I was in this situation? Would I be willing to die for my faith? Let me turn that on you, okay? Like, would you be willing to die for your faith? Would you? Let's pick it up. Verse 23. And these three men, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. So they got thrown into the fire, just like the king said would happen. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet. That was a weak jump, sorry. Leaped to his feet in amazement. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four Men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. This is when King Nebuchadnezzar discovers something that these three young men already knew. They weren't alone. There's another in the fire. They knew God was with him. And we know his name is Jesus. God was with them in their fires of disruption. 
God was with them when the heat got turned up, and God even delivered them from within the fires of judgment. Because they were willing to trust God, they were able to see him like never before. Listen, they were able to discover God in their disruption. And not only them, listen, but, but I mean, just imagine, if you came out of something like that, all right, if you got thrown into a fire and you, you didn't die, okay, you think you'd tell anybody about it? Yeah, you would, immediately, okay? So like, they told everybody, so, so not only did they discover God or more of him in this disruption, but others did too, other Jews, Babylonians, every kind of peoples that were in Babylon at the time, they did, and us, 3,000 years later, we're sitting here discovering things about God through this disruption. And just a few verses later, verse 28, check this out, King Nebuchadnezzar, right, the most unlikely of candidates, we see him praising God. Look it up. Your version might say blesses. How about that? God has used this moment in history to reach the hearts of countless people through the ages, many people who were searching for God or searching for his help, other people who are struggling in their faith, other people who are far from God, all right, and in need of rescue. God was reaching them, and I believe he's doing the same thing today, perhaps for some of us within earshot right now. Listen, in and through this fire, God was glorified, and people were saved. And this disruption gave way to an eruption of praise. Now, let's take it down for a minute. Let's, let's, like, let's turn the spotlight on us for a minute, okay? Here we go. Let's you and I, let's trust God. Let's follow him in our fires of disruption. Let's get real. Let's, I mean, I don't want to give anyone like an opportunity to squirm their way out of this because um, I definitely would. All right, so here, here we go. We're going to hit a few things head on. Um, all right, what if the government tells me that I need to stay six feet away from people? Okay, what, what, if, what if the government tells me, is there a direct conflict here? No, all right? God doesn't command me in his word that, hey, thou shall stay less than six feet away from people. Okay, like, there's nothing like that. So, so there's no conflict, so okay, God's my priority. I submit to authority. What if the government says, I need to stay at home, right? I need to be safer at home. I need to shelter at home. Well, okay, is there any direct conflict with what Scripture has said? Has God told me something to the contrary? No, All right? There's no direct conflict. So if God is my priority, I submit to authority, okay? All right, now we'll get a little closer to home here, all right? Ready? What if the government says to you and I, hey, you can't gather physically as a church? Ooh, okay, all right, here we go. Now it's getting real. Um, listen. We can still gather online. That's what we're doing right now as the church. We're gathering together and worshiping together online. So there's, man, it's close, but there's no direct conflict yet. So here's what you and I are called to do, according to Scripture, is if God's our priority, we submit to authority. Well, what if the government says, all right, watch this. What if the government says, hey, you can't meet physically as a church 
and you can't meet online as a church. In fact, you can't gather at all together as a church or as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. Well, now there's a problem. Now there's a conflict because Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, God tells us this, don't neglect to gather together as some have. Now we got a problem. And because we've crossed the line over into sin, I'm in this department instantly. Okay, I obey God, not men, right? It's that simple. What if God says, hey, you shall have no other gods before me, but the government says, hey, worship a 90-foot statue, all right? Like Lady Liberty, you need to worship her. Okay, hey, they, it ain't happening, okay? We're, we're, just not, we're not doing it at all because that's crossed the line into sin. I'm obeying God, not men in that situation. Listen, earlier I asked you this. Would you be willing to die for your faith? Now I want to ask you an even more challenging question. Are you willing to live for your faith? All right? Will you submit to authority? If, if God is your priority, will you submit to authority? Will you even pray for them? All right? And if you want to protest and you want to demonstrate, listen, that's your choice. And I would encourage you to do that if you want to. We live in a beautiful country where we can do those things. But if you do, do it lawfully and do it with respect. Will you trust God, even though maybe so much on the inside says, I don't want to do this, all right, or, or this situation, this isn't right. You know, somebody's got to say something, somebody's got to do something, it ain't right. Even in the midst of that fire of disruption, will you trust God? If so, you will discover more of him. And not just you, but others will discover more of him as well. Be reminded, there's another in the fire, and his name is Jesus. If you need deliverance from your disruption, listen, the time is now. If that's you, wherever you are, you're in your kitchen, you're in your car, you're sitting on the couch at home with your family, if you need deliverance from disruption, say these words, I need it. If you're someone who needs deliverance from a disruption of sin, like that's the fire of disruption going on for you. You've, you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and you have all of these sins heaping a pile on top of you and you just feel the weight of the world. Cry out to him, ask him. If, if that's you, you need his forgiveness. Say these words, I need it. Listen, God is able to deliver you from your fire of disruption. Christ died for your sins. He rose for your life. Cry out to him now and he will rescue you. As this song is going, I would ask us to do two things. All right, the first thing is to pray. Pray a prayer of repentance. If you're, if you're like, man, I, I just, I didn't, I thought God was my priority, but I wasn't willing to submit to authority. God, help me to do that from here on out. I need your help to do that. Pray that prayer of repentance. And again, if you're somebody, if today you believe in Jesus Christ and you want to receive him and become a child of God, hey, just ask him to forgive you and to give you new life. Pray that prayer of salvation. So the first thing was pray. The second thing is this, praise. 
I want you to pray, and I want you to praise. Let's thank God for who he is. Let's thank God for what he's done. Let's enjoy him in the fullness of joy in his presence. is Jesus and discovering you is your great desire bless us with good health heal us if things get rough make us more and more like Jesus as we remain in you and you in us bless us Lord that we might bless you magnify your name may this disruption give way to an eruption of praise may the disruption give way to an eruption of praise May the disruption give way to an eruption of praise. today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you 
and hope you join us again soon.